Some researchers at the University of Ohio Medical Center wanted to explore the link between physical health and love. So they gathered some couples and they did some uh, exploration. They gathered couples who had blister wounds. And would you believe it, they discovered that couples whose love experience and expression was compassionate and kind and rich and real, they actually healed more quickly of their blisters as compared to couples where there was animosity and a lot of hurt and pain in the relationship. Our physical bodies thrive on love. And it's not just the physical part of us. Our intellects thrive on love. We make better decisions when we are loved and we know that we are loved and we respond to that love. Our emotions thrive on love. Less anxiety and more peace. Less despondency, less negative emotions. And even, even our spirit, our, our will, the, the very heart of who we are thrives on love. You can see it where new love is birthed, romantic love. When two people discover each other and discover a, a love and affection and compassion for each other, there's a, a spark, there's a response, and we can all see it. But it's not just romance, it's reconciliation. When two people have had a damaged relationship and there's been pain and hurt, and then they do the hard work of saying sorry and living out a new, a new commitment to each other and building up trust and real reconciliation takes hold. You can see the way in which love is so life-giving in those relationships. Our hearts thrive on love. Paul the Apostle, writing to the Corinthians in chapter 13, says these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Our hearts thrive on faith, hope, and love. This has been the theme of the last three messages of this season, uh, this, this sermon series that we've been preaching in this season on new hearts. And today we're going to listen to a Bible passage. It's one of Paul's beautiful passages of Scripture that, that's complex with lots of big theological ideas. But listen for those three words, those three beautiful ideas, faith, hope, and love. Today's reading is from Romans 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace, in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's a wonderful passage of scripture and it's full of big ideas. But did you hear those words? Faith, hope, and love. And Paul says the greatest of these is love. Our hearts thrive on love. And in that passage of scripture, Paul uses two verbs to describe God's love, to actually describe the way in which we can come into contact with, experience, and thrive off of God's love. 
the first of those words is one that we can imitate. And the second is one that just blows the mind when you think about it. The first word is the word demonstrate. Paul says that God demonstrates his love for us. He demonstrates the incredible compassion that he has toward us human beings in this, that when we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. And that demonstration of love is something that we can say yes to. That's God's yes to us. And we can respond with our yes back to him. And when our yes and God's yes meld together, that's what faith is. That's what brings justification of our souls. That's what brings peace to our lives. That's what allows us to stand in this place of grace, a demonstration of love. The thing about love is it has to be embodied. It has to be made evident. If you love somebody, you need to demonstrate it. And it's in the demonstration of our love that we see and we respond and we thrive as human beings. I'm married and I love my wife, Janet, and we have enjoyed a a wonderful marriage for many years. And I have learned the incredible importance of demonstrating love in big ways, in little ways. And and it's often in relationships, the, the little things, the mundane things that we do. How do you demonstrate love to the people around you in your family? How do you demonstrate love to your neighbors? Jesus invites us to be a people who love our neighbors, and that means to demonstrate it. So I've learned that if I pick up the dish towel, if I walk into the kitchen and I'm there to help uh, clean up after we've enjoyed a delicious tea, it's a demonstration, a practical demonstration of concern, consideration, compassion, and love. And it has to be, it has to be timed, and it has to be a bit costly. Uh, if, if I say, oh, look, I'm too busy doing really important things, that's not a demonstration of love. It destroys love. And, and if I turn up just as Janet is putting the last dish in the cupboard and I say, oh, am I too late? That is not a demonstration of love. Demonstrations of love need to be costly and timely. They need to show that there's a bit of sacrifice and it needs to be you know, on the mark. So this is what Paul says about Jesus that when we were still sinners, when we were lost in our, in our anger toward God, when, when we were living far away from him, that's when God in Jesus Christ died for us, came to rescue us, and expressed his costly and timely love to us. This is where faith comes in. Faith is the posture of the human heart that looks for that demonstration of God's love, make a study of it. Make a study of Jesus' life. Make a study of his teaching and his work with his disciples and his death on the cross and what it means and what God was saying to the world in that act. And as you see that demonstration, your heart will respond. This is where faith comes in. Faith is our yes to God, our yes to God's act of love toward us. And when we respond in faith, something moves. We are able to experience a a sense of God's acceptance. Paul describes it as justification. Uh, Our our sins have been uh, dealt with and we stand in a right relationship with God. We, We have a peace when we think about God and think about our future and we actually stand in a place of grace. Uh, Demonstrating love to the people around us 
helps them thrive. Uh, we, we can say that we love them, but when we show that we love them, it, it makes such a difference. How are you demonstrating your love? When you appreciate how much God loves you and when you witness the demonstration of his love, when you see it and study it and meditate on it, let it touch you, it, it will shape your capacity to love others. Now, one of the challenges with a demonstration of love and embracing that demonstration of love by faith is that we live in a broken world and sometimes the demonstrations of love don't get they don't get understood in the way that was intended. They don't get received in the way we hoped. And, and relationships break down and there's pain and there's hurt. And you see this all the time in families and you see it in neighborhoods and you see it in clubs and you see it in, in, in sporting, sporting groups where people will actually, the relationship breaks and people might even say, oh, we still like them, you know, or a couple might say, we still love each other, but we just can't make it work. And we can't, we can't demonstrate love in a way that is life-giving and causes us to thrive. We're, we're in a broken world. And this is where that Christian concept of hope comes in. Faith is, is saying yes. Christian faith is saying yes to God and receiving God's yes to us and thriving in that space. But what happens when you feel like you're saying yes to God, but you, you, don't, you don't hear God's yes to you? When, when when you, you know there's a demonstration there in the Bible, but you don't experience it in your own life. And it can happen in human relationships. I feel like I'm demonstrating my love, but it's not being received. And, and, and we can get lost in pain and in hurt and in suffering. And Paul says in this passage to the Romans, when you suffer, don't run away from the suffering and don't get lost in the suffering. Push through. We live in a broken world. We are meant to be, to be held in love, but so often... That love seems to run away from us. It seems hard to find. So Paul says, when you suffer, you need to push through that suffering because suffering is the front gate to perseverance. And perseverance is the front yard to the house of character. And in the house of character, that's where hope lives. And hope is not going to disappoint you. Hope is not going to put you to shame. Sometimes after an ex exercise of faith, sometimes after, after a conscious acceptance of someone's demonstration of love, even God's demonstration of love, we find ourselves in a wasteland. We find ourselves suffering. What do you do? You hope. You hold on to the promise. And you can always hold on to God's promise. Paul says that when, when you suffer, don't, don't give up. But let the suffering teach you perseverance and let the perseverance build your character so that you become the kind of person who can stand in hope in the midst of this circumstance. And that hope is what defines us as believers. Hope, tikva. If you don't know that word, you need to listen to last week's sermon and hear what Danny Hunt has to say about the amazing concept of, of hope and how you need to hold on and trust God's incredible promise. Sometimes there was a demonstration of love. You knew it. You, you acted by faith. You leaned in and it was beautiful. And, and now you don't know where you are. You feel lost. You need hope. You need hope. And Paul says that the hope that God gives will never put you to shame. It will never put you to shame. You'll never wake up on an eternal morning and say, well, that was a mess. God didn't come through. God will always come through. He says, this hope will not put you to shame because, and here's the second 
of Paul's two verbs that he uses to describe love. The first was demonstrate. We need to demonstrate love. But listen to this word, pour. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Now, I understand the concept of demonstrating love. I need to do that in my family. I want to demonstrate love to my neighbors and to those to whom I witness and to those who are close to me and to to people in our church. I, I, I want to demonstrate love. But wouldn't it be fantastic if you could do what only God can do to pour love? Here, Paul is describing love as if it were a liquid and imagining that, that we could go up to someone and pour our love into them beyond a demonstration, beyond an action, just a, a full-on infusion of love. Imagine if you could go up to somebody and plug in a USB cable and just download love into their life. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't you love to do that with those who are closest to you, whom you love the most, and a demonstration of love seems so difficult? Wouldn't you love to do that with your parents, your children, your siblings, um, someone who is dear to you? And Paul says that this is what God is able to do. God is able not only to demonstrate his love to evoke our faith, but to pour his love into our hearts to enliven and redouble our hope. Now, what is this thing he's talking about? It's an experience. It's an empowerment. It's a gift. It's because the Holy Spirit has been given to us as believers that we can have this experience where God's love doesn't come to us as an idea or a historic event that's a demonstration that we need to reach to by faith. All of that is true, but here's more. Here's more of God's love. It comes to us as an inward experience as if God has tipped heavenly love into our souls. Our hearts thrive on this. And many of you will have experienced this in emotional and tangible ways, perhaps in worship, perhaps in prayer, perhaps in a season of silence, perhaps through a tunnel of dark need and you cried out to God and you felt more love than you've ever felt in your life. You felt an explosion of something supernatural, God pouring out his love into your heart. This is is a gift. This This is an offer from God and such a beautiful and privileged thing. This is Pentecost Sunday and we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit who wants to give witness to the true things of God in our lives. And Paul says that God will pour out his love. Ask for that experience. Ask for that filling. Ask for that joy. It's not just an emotional thing. It's an empowerment. By pouring out his love into our hearts, he enables us to make a better demonstration of love to our neighbors, to our family, to others. He he gives us capacity. As a follower of Jesus Christ, living with your life open upward to God. You never need run out of life, uh, run out of love. You can always ask God to pour love in. And this is a beautiful picture. It's something that you and I can't do. We can love somebody dearly and deeply and seek to demonstrate that love. And in this broken world, our love may be received in something reciprocal and beautiful and life-giving, but our love might be rebuffed. God, God demonstrates his love for us and asks us to respond. And when we respond by faith, our yes, married to his yes, 
why that posture of faith can move mountains. And then when we come to him and we ask for his gift of the Holy Spirit and sit in his presence, he can pour love into our hearts. Paul says this is what keeps our hope alive. This is what keeps our hope uh, steadfast and secure. So when you suffer, don't run away from the suffering. Don't, don't, Don't think there are no gifts within it. Let suffering grow perseverance within you. Let that perseverance grow character. And let that character be the house of hope, which will never shame you because God is pouring out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who is God's gift to us. I tell you, love, love is what human beings thrive on. It, it, is, the, it is the thing that causes our hearts most to thrive. Faith, yes. Hope, yes. The greatest of these is love. It can, it can aid healing of the body. It can enliven and, and uh, make right our decision-making capacity. It can elevate our emotions. Uh, it, can, it can serve us at the depths of our hearts. God wants to pour love into us. And this morning, I want to lead us in a prayer, accepting that gift of love. Do you know God's love? Not just as an intellectual truth, but have you, have you explored the demonstration of God's love on the cross and leaned in and welcomed that demonstration and said yes by faith? And have you, have you what's more, welcomed God's spirit and asked him to pour love into your life that would, that would stir up your devotion to him and enliven your hope and enable your mission? Jesus Christ wants to dwell within us and wants to put love in us as the operative principle of our faith. Would you join me as I lead us in prayer? And you might even want to say these words as I say them in the quiet of your heart to our loving God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the demonstration of your love on the cross. God, I thank you that Jesus loves me. And by faith, I say yes to that love. God, take away my sin and fill me with your peace, I pray. God, I thank you for your love, which you want to pour into my heart. I pray that you would fill me with love. I pray that you would overflow love in me. And I pray that you would enable me to love my family and to love my neighbors, and to love your world with greater abandon. Oh God, how we thank you and praise you that you first loved us in timely and costly ways, and how we thank you that your love heals us and sets us free. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Fill me with your love and heal me, I pray. In the precious name of this Savior, Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us for this New Hearts series. May God bless you and care for you and fill you with his everlasting love.